Hi, I'm Emily, founder of Doodle Moo, and this is the Doodle Moo Show. This show is for those wanting to make creativity their living, with awesome creative entrepreneur stories, chats to experts, and my own experience of doing things in my own terms. I hope you enjoy! Hi, so today I am excited to talk to Rachel Waring, creative consultant and Pinterest queen, and it's all about Pinterest, and I know a lot of creatives love or not (laughs) Pinterest, (laughs) so um, we'll talk a lot about tips and things. So hi, Rachel, thanks for coming to the show. Can you introduce yourself yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So, I mean, you've you've done a very lovely introduction already, but like you said, (laughs) I'm Rachel. I am a creative marketing consultant, so I do spend a lot of time chatting about Pinterest. Pinterest is one of my favourite topics, Um, but I also chat about like the visuals of marketing, so like video content, imagery, art direction, that kind of thing. And basically, I do whatever I can to make marketing more fun and content in general more fun because I think a lot of small business owners it's the thing that gets pushed to the bottom of the list but it's also really important and I think that if we can have more fun and creativity along the way then it makes it easier to get off the to-do list. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I've seen you have lots of fun on on Instagram showing ideas and how yeah. to do marketing in a fun way I really love that I think I need to go and get more tips and (laughs) new things new ideas and yeah so why Pinterest and I know that especially creative entrepreneurs need to be on Pinterest and it's really good like whenever I'm researching ideas or researching for things I go to Pinterest and like start looking at, at things and create a board but I don't necessarily I go through times where I'm really active on my own page, um, you know, adding things and Mm. creating things. And sometimes I just leave it for ages. So I definitely need to be more consistent. So why Pinterest? Why is it so important to have a Pinterest now? Yeah, so I think I completely agree. I think it's one of those things where until you see it working, it's easy to sort of see other people talking about it and then being and then sort of be like, oh, I'll get to that one day or, you know, just like leave it off the table. So I get it. Um, But for me, so I actually used to run a wedding business and that it was wedding styling and stationery business and Pinterest that's like where my sort of Pinterest love story began it was huge for that business so I used to say that I could get along quite well in the business without Instagram that for my wedding business like I know loads of people would be like oh if Instagram closed down my business would be you know it would it would close as well but for me Pinterest was actually more more of like my most useful marketing tool in a sense um so Pinterest was actually way more powerful for me than Instagram which I think is actually a bit unusual in like the small business landscape I think most people tend to rely on Instagram more um but the reason why it was so helpful was the website traffic so that's really where Pinterest like really started you know like that's where the power really started uh and I was getting 70% of my website traffic from Pinterest wow that's amazing it was really like really really powerful for me so 
there's so much more that you can get from it these days than just website traffic. But yeah. one of the things to think about is that Pinterest is where people go to get inspired and discover new things. So it's amazing for being discovered by new people. So if you find it difficult to grow your audience, Pinterest yeah. is a really great place to put at that discovery phase. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And were you doing Pinterest consciously when you were doing your um, your wedding business? Were you like pinning every day from your website to be able to get all that traffic? Yeah, oh. so I, I put in, it really took sort of a couple of years of like consistent effort. That is one thing about Pinterest is it is it is more of a long game. So yeah. at the start, it takes a lot of patience and it does take consistency. But I didn't used to spend as much time on it as I did on Instagram. So even though it takes patience, it is one of those platforms that you don't have to be physically on all the time. You don't have to be like chatting and engaging with people all the time. You don't have to be constantly showing up. You can yeah. very much like schedule and let it let it do the work for you, which is great. I used to spend a couple of hours a week scheduling my pins and that really was it. But it was in terms of like, from Pinterest perspective, I was pinning, you know, consistently because I was scheduling them. But it is one of those things where once you've put the effort in over, you know, a sort of considerable amount of time, it does actually start to snowball and your past work does a lot of your work for, for you. But it is like a bit of patience at the start. Oh, that's amazing. And um, so how can we make the most out of Pinterest in 2023 because it, it kind of changes all the time doesn't it like there yeah. are new things and I don't know if they still do the story pins that uh, I think they came out with the story pins for a while and then they, they took them off and then they br brought them back I think uh, you know yeah. so what's you know what's new what's uh, what's good to get the most out of it nowadays yeah so The story pins have, they're now called idea pins. So oh. they're still, they're still around. They changed them a little bit, um, but they brought them back as idea pins. So idea pins are actually a really good thing to use at the moment. Like yeah. I would describe idea pins as a mixture between an Instagram carousel post because they have multiple pages. Yeah. Or they're also a little bit like reels and TikTok because they're short form, they're good for short form video. Oh. So They're great. They're like a sort of the thing that's great about idea pins is before on Pinterest, it used to be that to post on there, you kind of had to have somewhere else to link to, to be able to provide people with enough value, because people would want to find out more about what you're talking about. So if you didn't have something else to link them to, like a product or a blog or like yeah. various other things, it was quite difficult to deliver that value just in the, in the posts themselves. Whereas idea pins are all about delivering the value on Pinterest. So it's made Pinterest now a great place to sort of grow a presence, which is really fun. So that's a that's definitely a, a great thing to play with. Like nowadays, idea pins are great. They're not, it's not the only thing you can do on Pinterest. Yeah. The the main thing about Pinterest is that it's a search engine. So being able to set yourself up well for that search engine is gonna help a lot because that's how people are gonna find you. So that's something that will likely never change about Pinterest. It's always gonna be you know, somewhere where people can discover things through a search engine capability, because otherwise it sort of defeats the object of Pinterest, really. So yeah. I would say still that is really, really useful to leverage at the moment. And also, yeah, playing with those new tools, like you were saying, like the idea pins. 
So do we still have to add sort of hashtags or keywords into the Pinterest post? Yeah, so hashtags aren't a thing, which is maybe good news. So <laughs> they used to be a thing. They, yeah. they they aren't really. You might you might see pins floating around with hashtags on them. Probably they will be old pins, and also yeah. some people still use them, but they don't. They do very little um, oh, on Pinterest, okay. to be honest. Um, yeah. So I don't bother with them. But keywords are really important on Pinterest. It's like one of the biggest things you need to get your head around, um, yeah. and it's quite good in a way because once you get your head around keywords for Pinterest, it's actually really helpful for the rest of your marketing strategy as well because you know keywords are useful for your website. For SEO, for getting found on Google, that sort of thing. And even TikTok is, um, and Instagram actually, is sort of making use of that like search engine optimization capability now. So it's all stuff that's very transferable, which is nice. Uh, But yeah, keywords and having an understanding of what, basically what people are typing in. I think sometimes it's easy to overcomplicate SEO and keywords and think like it has to be really, really technical. Yeah. But really all you're doing is trying to use the words that your customer might use to find you. Like that's all, that's all it is. Yeah, I know that's true. And so for example, when you pin something from your website, like, I don't know, like a product, do you then edit it on Pinterest for getting better, better search or does it just bring that, that description and those, keywords automatically from that post that you have on your website yeah so there's a couple of there's basically a couple of approaches there if you pin from your website so in that case you would be using like the pin it button or like the browser extension uh so that will bring in automatically your like metadata basically which is just like the description that you've got on your website so if you've got that description set up well with lots of keywords in then there's no reason why that's a bad thing necessarily but my personal approach is it's better a lot of the time not always but I mean maybe it's maybe like it's worth doing half and half I guess but when you upload directly into Pinterest you can then tweak that title and description or if you're using a scheduler you know like Tailwind or something like that later that kind of thing you can also do that within those as well but that will really allow you to optimize it a little bit more for Pinterest so that's usually the ideal unless you've got really solid keywords in your website descriptions but I know that sometimes people usually benefit from being able to do a little bit of tweaking here and there Uh, so yeah but it's not to say that you can't ever just like pin from your website. I think doing a little bit of a mixture of the two is is usually a good way forward. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I feel like sometimes I just pin from my website and then I have an automated, I think all of, I automated all of my products to go onto the Pinterest shop. Yeah. So I, and I'm not using Tailwind, which I had for a bit before. So I think I definitely need to start optimizing again my items. But then, so there's a question, I guess, that you always get and is how often or how much time shall we put into the Pinterest as a small creative business? Because normally it's just one of us running it. So yeah. we need to like make it all efficient so and um I guess you use Tailwind because you mentioned that so can you tell us a bit about Tailwind and timing and all of that stuff yeah so I think 
the thing with Pinterest, right? And like, you're right. I do get this question quite a lot. Yeah. I think it's really, it's one of those, how long is a piece of string questions in terms of how often to post? Yeah. Because like you said, lots of us are running businesses by ourselves. So we don't have a marketing team. So the answer would be totally different. You know, if someone is, it depends on how much time you have really. Like there's no point in me saying like, pin a certain amount of pins per day or per week, because I might say one thing, and someone would be like, that's totally doable. And then another person would be like, no way. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah. what I usually say is there are a few there are a few important things to consider when you're trying to work out how often to pin. Firstly is obviously how much time you have. Secondly is how much content you have to put on there. And also how what your goals are really. Like is Pinterest one of your biggest priorities? Yeah. So that's that's the few things to consider another few things that are important are um consistency really really helps on pinterest so it's much better to post you know say you've got 20 pins it's much better to post those 20 pins over a period of time rather than like doing a pinning spree on oh, a monday and then not going in yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not pinning again um but i would say to work out your kind of perfect number at a bare minimum new new pins weekly like doing a few new pins weekly is gonna is is gonna help you grow faster than you know like one one pin a month isn't really gonna do that much for you one pin a week would be better but also that is probably going to be quite slow growth so if you can aim for a few pins a week or daily that's even better um but one thing that I suggest to people like my clients and the students I teach is to set aside an amount of time per week and see how many you can get done in that time I think that's much a much more realistic approach so for example if you say I'm going to spend two hours a week on my Pinterest strategy set that time and see how many you can get done and often you'll notice that you'll get quicker over time so maybe the first time you do that you might manage five pins in that time but then in the future you might manage 10 or 20 so in terms of building the habit I think that's easier does that make sense yeah, totally. And um, I guess that's where the scheduler comes in. And yes. also the other question is like people think, uh, people asking like, do I pin to different boards? Do I pin to my own board? I have a, a board called, you know, do the more products. And then I have other boards like with a stationery or so that I pin other from other people and from myself as well. And then I have, you know, like home decor or lots of boards so sometimes I'm thinking do I pin the same pin to lots of different boards or like how does it work like with how many so to answer your question on the scheduling thing first um I have used Tailwind I still do use it occasionally but it basically depends on how much you want to how much you want to pin you can also schedule natively on Pinterest now which is really good so yeah so it's really good yeah, and it's I, I would say it's not as like sophisticated as Tailwind. Like Tailwind is great for the additional features you get. Like they've got this thing called Tailwind Create, which is really cool, which helps you make pins. And they mm. also have AI tools now as well, which is really cool. Um so yeah, it is I do really recommend Tailwind if you're like seriously, you really, really wanna like go for it on Pinterest because it does have a lot of things that will help you. But I do know people who don't have it and they get on just fine with scheduling natively um in in pinterest as well so yeah that's my it's one of those things where it's like if you if if it works for you definitely use it but you don't have to use it uh so yeah 
that's that's the question on that. And so you mentioned the pinning to lots of boards and like organizing your pins. Was yes. that right? That's yes, next. yes, that would be amazing to know. Yes. So this might open a bit of a can of worms here because Pinterest has actually changed over the last few years in terms of how much you want to be pinning your own original content versus saving pins from other people. So yeah. what you've described that you're doing with having your product boards and then, you know, lots of boards with with content from other people, that very much used to be the strategy. That was like the thing that everyone did. It was like the main thing you would be doing. But yeah. in the last few years, they've shifted a little bit where they they really care about fresh content these days. Like they they brought in a rule in 2020 yeah. called the fresh content rule I guess (laughs) and what that means is basically they will prioritize people on Pinterest who are posting original fresh content so what that means is if you're pinning mostly content that you've made that's original to you you're going to get a bit of a preference and also you don't want to be pinning loads of duplicate content and duplicate content can mean two things firstly it can mean your own pins again so if you've got the same image and you're pinning it again and it's exactly the same image or video that would count as a duplicate pin so you want to avoid doing that as much as possible there is a bit of wiggle room there like you can still use say you've got a set of 10 product images it's not like those images can never go on pinterest again but you want to change them say one time you post a pin that is just a, a product image on its own you could then use that photo again in a pin template you know it could be part of a collage or it could be cropped differently or it could have text on it you know there are like ways around it to make this a little bit easier you don't have to constantly take new photos but the key thing is is that the pin needs to be fresh right so the reason why I'm explaining that is because it's important to answer your question which is about like how to sort of organize where you're pinning stuff what you really want to be doing now is having your boards like all of your boards are there to be able to pin your original content to so if you're pinning lots of content from other people like you said like home decor stationery all the stuff that's like relevant to your brand but it's not by you yeah it's not that that's going to massively hurt you it's not like you're going to get chucked off pinterest for doing it because obviously that's what most pinterest users do if they're just using pinterest as a user but if you want to be on there for marketing it's good to be a creator rather than a curator so making sure that you're doing more of your content versus other people's content and again it's not it's not like you're going to get chucked off pinterest for doing it but it's i think lots of people spend a lot of time pinning other people's content and expect it to power their strategy which you kind of used to but these days it's just like a neutral activity is what i would say it doesn't necessarily hurt you but it doesn't do anything for you either really does that all make sense that was a real um, I really dived in there (laughs) well that's amazing because I guess yeah I was used to the time where you created the board and I thought it would be interesting for say followers to see quite a lot of variety of home decor and to bring them in that way so that they could be kind of like in my world like I do yeah like on Instagram sometimes I will post uh, like a beautiful sitting room that looks very much like my style but it's not necessarily my content but it's like reposting you know to give like an idea of your brand so I thought I thought that would be the thing to do but like you said maybe that's what people used to do before and I haven't yes uh, 
<laughs> updated but yeah it, to know, it wasn't like, what to do now because it keeps you know trends keep changing and you have to keep adapting so it's really good to to hear it from you yeah it's it's definitely like I think there's so many there's probably loads of people listening who also have had the same idea about Pinterest I used to teach Pinterest in that way as well like it very much used to be the strategy but mm. the thing maybe this will help explain why why it doesn't work that much anymore is that if you think about the way that people use Pinterest, or even if you use Pinterest as a user, if you imagine the way you use it, usually you will type something into the search bar to find something, or you'll just be scrolling your home feed. It's actually very, very rare that you would spend any time on someone's profile or within their boards. Would you say that's probably right in the way that you use Pinterest? Yeah, no, that's totally true. Because say if I'm searching for colourful murals, then I would just find that a really nice colourful mural, and then it will suggest lots of other ones that are similar. And then I will just go to that pin and pin it back to me to to keep it for an idea or... So yeah, I don't really check the person's page, I guess. Yeah, and then totally. I'm going to the article if it's like something that I want to read, and then it will take me to a website. Yes. So yeah, definitely. Exactly. It from so there. actually, your the the person who's saved it, say that was someone someone else searching for murals and you had pinned them to your board and but you were doing it like for your audience as part of your strategy you actually don't really get any interaction there like it like you say if they see it and they like it they go to the person's website as they should right we don't want to be you know directing other people's stuff to to us so it actually what's happening is then you it's like people think that it's filling their page with stuff that's relevant but actually all you're doing is just sending people to other people's stuff which is not a bad thing at all it's nice to be able to do that but it's not gonna be achieving a lot of our marketing goals so yeah that's kind of why that that came in that's true so true like okay so I'm going to change my strategy from now on (laughs) But um, and yeah, so uh, what do you think about the Pinterest shop? Because they they also brought that in um, a while back. So I started with I created a shop when it was a bit tricky to to create a shop in England in in yeah. your um, in your Pinterest, and then now it's easier because you can I think you can connect it from Shopify or I think that's what you I can, do. Yeah, and then it will bring automatically your new product. So I have my shop on Pinterest and I have my boards yes. so again I don't do much I just they just automatically come into Pinterest and I just leave them there but I've noticed that occasionally I get a new follower and I know that followers are not that important on Pinterest as well because of what you were saying before so yeah what's your opinion on shops and how do shops how can you optimize or make it the best to work for you yeah so shopping shopping pins or pinterest shopping there's lots of different names for it um they they are great if like you said if you've got shopify and you can set them up really nice and easily that way with the i think the app is just pinterest x shopify or pinterest for shopify if you can get that downloaded and connected uh, and it's all super simple it is great and it's all automated like you said so you kind of just do it once and then it's done yeah what I will say is loads of people ask me about how to set it up if they're not on Shopify and it's basically quite difficult at the moment (laughs) to do it if you're not on Shopify 
Yeah, I think that's what I found like the very, very, at the very beginning when I, I think I had a stylist event online and they were requesting for me to have a shop. And at, at that time, I think it had been rolled out in America somewhere else I think and uh, yeah it was a bit difficult to I think I had to get someone to do it for me but yeah. now with Shopify it's amazing <laughs> yeah so it's I would say that like it's only really worth doing if you're not on Shopify if it, like you say if you can get someone to do it for you it is more of a web developer job like it's it's a lot of coding yeah. uh, you also can't do it if you're on Etsy at the moment or a different or you know a, a sales channel like that it needs to be your own website so that's right. the sort of admin side of it but in terms of like optimizing it and that kind of thing as long as your products are optimized on your on your website it should be pretty well optimized on Pinterest as well like Pinterest shopping the way that I think about it is that it sits completely separately to your organic strategy when I say organic strategy I just mean like what you're regularly posting to Pinterest and it's not paid ads as well so once you've set them up, there's not really much you need to be doing with them. As long as they're set up well on your on your website, they will be set up quite well on Pinterest usually. Uh, but some other things that you can do to sort of really make the most of them is yeah. you can use the product tagging feature. So you can tag your static, when you create static pins, which are just like your, your standard pins that you're probably most used to seeing, yeah. you can tag your products in there. You can also tag your products in idea pins as well. So that's that's kind of the only, yeah, it's really cool. So that's the only thing that I would say, and you don't really have to do much with your shopping pins once they're set up. And also actually they, this is hot off the press news, but they're actually retiring the, the shop tab on your profile. So it's not that they're not getting rid of the shopping feature at all that your shopping pins will still be out there, but they're just going to remove the shop tab, mainly because like we were just saying, people don't really spend that much time on your profile yeah. and they were they can be a little bit clunky. So the success you usually get from your shopping pins comes from them being found in search anyway. Yeah. But I would say the only thing you need to be actively doing is tagging, you know, every time you post a pin, if it's related to your products, just tagging your tagging the relevant products and that will really help you make the most of those shopping pins. Oh amazing. So so where will they live then? If so if they're coming from my Shopify to my page, are they going yeah. to where are they going to live because at the moment they live in the shop tag? Well so yeah, I'm not 100% sure where like that where their base will be, but they they still live on Pinterest, so they will still be out there searchable on the platform. Mm. So whether they will maybe they'll put them, you know, you know how they have they they have like boards that they put together like all pins. They might I actually haven't seen this in action yet because this is literally came out like this week. Mm. Um so they might have like a a board in your in your profile where they live, but really in a way in terms of your outward strategy, it kind of doesn't matter where they all live together as long as they live out on Pinterest. Because yeah. <laughs> again, people aren't really looking at your profile. So as long as they're findable in search and they're going to pop up in the home feed and they're going to be out there working for you, it sort of doesn't really matter where they where their base is because you're really the only person who's going to see it. I mean, sometimes people go to your profile, but the yeah. general like user behavior of Pinterest, people just aren't really spending that much time on profiles. It's just not what it's just not the way that people use Pinterest. So yeah, 
watch this yeah, space. I'm not sure where they'll keep them. I think it would make sense to have yeah. like a board of them. Yeah, I'm thinking that it could be a board where it's like yeah. shop shop items or something. Yeah, yeah, that would make and, sense. Um, so, for example, so if I was going to pin a home decor, no, a gallery wall where I have yeah. five prints of mine as a pin, then I can tag my five prints from my yeah. shop in that post, in that pin. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Okay, that's a new yeah, thing cool. I learned today. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to be doing that and trying that. And I'm also going to try the idea pins because I haven't yes. really done that. And I really have to get back into my Pinterest log. And um, so I, I do get surprised that I still get followers because, like you say, no one kind of goes to your profile for the whole thing. They go for a few pins. So I've got like 2,000 yeah. followers, which I'm still surprised about. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> but it's good, I guess. Um, so they get notified when I post something new, I guess. Yeah. Or... So it's funny. Actually, followers are becoming more of a thing on Pinterest these days rather than less of a thing. But like you say, when someone follows you, they they get a, sometimes they get a notification when you post something. They'll also be more likely to see your posts come up in their, like if they're just scrolling their sort of home feed, well, it's called the For You feed, if they're just scrolling through there, they're much more likely to see more of your content pop up. Uh, and they will also, yeah, they'll they'll have you in their follower list. They'll they'll get they'll be more likely to see your idea pins. So because idea pins came in and they they added in this button that was like, follow this creator, they've actually made it more they've made following people more of a thing weirdly so yeah while they're not going and digesting your whole profile they are much more likely to see more of your content which is great oh that's amazing okay I'll keep that in mind as well so um so about if I don't know if it was a year ago or yeah probably I was lucky to be in like a Pinterest marketing beta test I think it came from another Pinterest event that I joined and they offered me to allocate some budget for ads and they did some ads for me. And that's partly why I got so many followers as well. And um, so it was in my Pinterest account. But then after that, I wasn't quite sure how to do the, the Pinterest ads myself. So I haven't done any more paid ads. Would you recommend people having some budget for ads? Are ads in Pinterest quite, quite good to invest on as a creative business? Yeah, so I actually have quite, I don't have that much experience with ads, actually, in like all of my marketing that I chat about is all organic, like that's really my like specialty. But it's not to say that ads aren't great on Pinterest, they are, I have lots of clients who've played, who've, yeah, played with them and like have them in their sort of general strategy moving forward. They are, they are really good to use for sure. I personally haven't really used them that much. Even in my wedding business, when I was getting that like 70% of my traffic, that was all organic. So I think one of the things to say is that it can be so powerful for organic that I don't think you need ads for any stretch. Like I don't think it's something you that's like necessary, but okay. it is, if you've got the budget for it, a hundred percent, it's a great place to advertise because especially if your target audience are there, right? So I think one of the things to bear in mind with ads is the kind of stuff that works really well for ads is the kind of stuff that works well for organic in terms of the the imagery and the creative of it. So if you've got a pin that's doing really well, 
then you know that that could be a pin that could work quite well as an ad as well as a general rule. So something that I usually recommend is to try an organic strategy on Pinterest first because it helps you work out what kind of stuff works well on the platform. And it will mean that when you do have that budget for ad spend, it's going to be spent in a more intentional way. Yeah, and because I think that Pinterest ads are maybe a little bit more expensive than other platforms, isn't it? So if you don't have so much budget, uh, it's better to concentrate on organic and see the results that you get for a little while before you try to to invest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really good to know as well. So you think that because more people have joined Pinterest, do you still think that organic is really does really well on it oh yeah 100 percent. yeah as long as you can optimize it's all about optimization and really optimizing with your keywords but it's because of that because it's to do with search rather than you know it's not just building a following it doesn't in a way more people joining it's it doesn't really matter as long as you're optimizing well you've got just as much chance to build an authority there and you know keep showing up but it is like the two main things that are really important is optimizing and patience like if you don't have the patience for it it's really 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 challenging yeah I think people might find it a little bit frustrating as in like I want results quickly and then they just yeah go go off and don't pin as regularly as they should for you know for a long period of time and I think that's totally so what would be your top 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 tips and tricks for creative businesses on Pinterest well we kind of talked a little bit about it but you know your top tip yeah so I think actually while we're on the patience thing I think it's really important to talk about like why that is and the flip side of it because it kind of sounds like it's going to be really boring (laughs) like oh well it's just going to take ages and then you know nothing's going to happen and it's going to it's I need patience but the reason why it takes longer is because your pins are evergreen so a pin that you create today it might take a few weeks or a few months if you're just starting out to actually start mm. t- getting traction. But that pin in next year or two years time could still be bringing you traffic. So I think that's really important to remember is that everything that you're creating on Pinterest is evergreen and it has the potential to work for you for years rather than just the time that you posted it. So I think that's really important to know before you go into it because otherwise it feels like, oh, no one's looked at that pin and it's been 24 hours and that's just something that it's a completely different thing to Instagram or TikTok or places like that. So that's really important to know. And in terms of tips, actually that evergreen thing is something that's really interesting to think about because we want to be posting stuff on there that is going to make sense a few months down the line or maybe a year down the line. So yeah. what you don't want to be doing on Pinterest is do it is posting the kind of thing that you might post on like Instagram stories, for example, where it's like really immediate. It only makes sense for that day. Uh, and it only makes sense for someone who already follows you or knows you. So you yeah. want to always, when you're posting on Pinterest, you want to remember that it's evergreen. And you also want to remember that it's, a great place for new people to discover you so you don't want to assume that someone follows you who's seeing this post which sounds like it's really simple but it actually makes a big difference I think so many people use Pinterest like it's Instagram and they post things a big one that I see is people will post you know um they'll post an image and they'll put like a test it'll be like an image of a testimonial but if you imagine someone seeing a testimonial but they don't know what it's for because they don't follow you 
there's no point in seeing that testimonial because they've never met you before does that make sense yeah 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 so you have to be a bit more considered about what people are going to see and pin I guess because they they want to keep it yeah no totally so more considered and that it can live there for longer yes yeah definitely Um, yeah any other tips and tricks yeah so I think definitely trying out the different formats so idea pins and static pins are your main sort of two that are like that's the sort of main core of your organic strategy and with idea pins you want to use that on the phone mobile app rather than on desktop that's a little tip for you because it works a lot better yeah so I think definitely definitely trying out those idea pins and the good thing about idea pins is they kick off a little bit quicker so they they don't take as long to build traction. You'll start to see views a little bit quicker than you will on static pins. So definitely trying those out. And the kind of stuff that works really well for those are like anything that's actionable. So bite-sized tips. I think for product sellers, styling suggestions is such a good one for idea pins. Uh, Also like collection tours. If you've got like, like you said with your gallery wall, an amazing idea pin could be, you could have like the end result of um, the gallery gallery wall on your first slide. And then the next one you could show each print and then show you you know hanging the gallery wall and then it's like a sort of bite size like it's almost kind of like a mini blog post but a lot quicker to do (laughs) yeah so you can take people through a beginning middle and end and give them something actionable from it even if that action is buy my prints you know it doesn't have to be sharing all your secrets and would the action be like like an image on the last on the last slide or would you yeah. put it more as a link on the text that you're putting on the so or both <laughs> definitely the last well yeah both so definitely on the last um slide it's great to have a call to action with those idea pins definitely having the last slide and I think also this is actually another thing to mention about Pinterest in general with the text and the the titles and the descriptions you know some people call them captions they're called descriptions on, yeah. on Pinterest what you want to remember about Pinterest is most people aren't really reading those descriptions. It's not the same as Instagram where people will, you know, actually read your caption. Well, I mean, who knows how often yeah. everyone reads it, but you know, it's you're yeah. more likely to read a caption on Instagram. But yeah. with Pinterest, really, they're just kind of there for the for the search engine. People can read them, but I don't know when the last time, like if you try and think the last time you read a Pinterest description was, it maybe it wouldn't be that often. Yeah, um, that's what so you true. really want to be. Yeah, I think it's it's so funny because we forget sometimes when we're using these platforms as marketers, we forget how we use them personally. Yeah, um, so it's good. It's good to yeah. think about it from the other side. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so because of that, because people aren't really reading them, it's kind of good because it makes our writing job easier. We don't have to be really flowery with our language. We just want to get our keywords in there. It still wants to be normal sentences, but it can be it doesn't have to be super interesting because it's for the search engine. Yeah. But when when you're creating your pins, you want to make sure that the the information that you want people to have is on the pin so on the it within the image or like with some text on the pin potentially or you know with like a little call to action on the pin 
that's something that's a little bit of a, a tweak on Pinterest that's really important. And I think so so often we'll put like a call to action right at the bottom of a description and, and expect yeah. people to read it, but often they don't. So yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a long-winded way to answer your question. But having a last slide with a call to action on is a great a great tip for idea pins. Yeah, that's a really good tip. So it could be, for example, so thinking about that same slides with the gallery wall. So it could be yeah. like the first the first image says create a colorful gallery wall and then it could be within that text could be within the image so then yes exactly people can see and get an idea quickly and then at the end it's like check my website for more prints yes yeah exactly that that is an amazing tip because I didn't think about that (laughs) and I completely forgot yeah that people we're so used to writing captions for Instagram that I kind of like didn't even think that people don't really read captions on Pinterest so that's really yeah. good to know and in terms of like you know before they used to say that the format should be long not like portrait not square yes is that still a thing is that still like better to use certain size images and also yes do you mind explaining a bit why it's better to pin the slides from the phone and not from the desktop oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely thanks So, yeah, so definitely portrait images, portrait videos, portrait everything basically is the ideal on Pinterest. Um, So, yeah, for sure, that will work better. Also, don't forget if you've got images that are square or horizontal landscape, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Um, If you do have landscape or square photos, you can still put them into a template to make the images portrait you know you could put them in a collage you could put them in a template on canva like there's loads of things you can do to to make those images optimized for pinterest and it's really worth doing because they will do a lot better that way so for sure that is worth doing and the phone thing so the reason why at the moment uh, idea pins is static pins it doesn't matter which you do either way is equally beneficial um but with idea pins the builder so like the the app the way that you build the idea pin within the app there's just a lot more features on the phone app Uh, so when you try and do it on desktop there's like loads of things that you can add um, and loads of like little editing things you can do which you can't do on desktop or even on ipad you can't do on ipad which is a bit annoying Um, but in the phone app there's lots of little features that you can use and it's actually really really user friendly so yeah, at the moment, it's definitely better to do them within the app because you've just got a lot more, a lot more features you can add and a lot more ways you can optimize it. Amazing. I'm going to try that because I never use Pinterest on my phone that much. So um, oh, I, mean, I, might, I might use it to browse something quickly, but I usually yeah. go on the desktop. I don't know why, maybe because the images are bigger or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should try that. And yeah, thanks so much for those tips. Um, anything else we should know before we can ask you where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, I think... The main thing with Pinterest is just knowing that it is worth the effort in the beginning. I think it's one of those platforms where once you get part, once you understand what it is and how to use it, it doesn't have to take 
as much time as Instagram does. I think so much, so so often the reason why people don't want to give it a go is because they think, oh, I'm already spending so much time on Instagram. Yeah. I don't have that in me. Like I don't have that amount of time to give another platform. And the good news is that it, is that it doesn't have to do that. Like once, obviously there's a bit of a learning curve once you start once you first start with it but you really can just like dedicate a couple of hours to it a week and it could end up bringing loads of new people into your into your world and into your brand so it can be really worth it but yeah just I think just to I can't reiterate it enough times just the patience thing is like is it's so worth it and actually just I'll leave you with one thing actually which I think is hopefully quite motivating so my old wedding business account my wedding business has been I moved on from my wedding business a few okay. years ago it's that that account has been pretty much dormant for two or three years right. yeah about two or three years I left it open just as an experiment to see what would happen to my old pins and that account literally today I haven't checked it today but I checked it like last week it's still getting over 200,000 monthly views on those old pins that I created in like 2018 2019 so that's what can happen it's it won't that won't happen straight away that's why patience is really important it's true but once you keep going it can actually have a life of its own obviously I would be getting way more out of it if I was consistently posting there still but it does kind of snowball eventually and it can be a really really like long-term reliable platform for you yeah and like you said you can just take two hours optimize say your bio try and do a few boards and connect your shopify with it and that starts you going it's not like it's not i never have dedicated as much time as i did to instagram and talking about you know platforms that you give it all your time i lost my instagram last year for three months and I had worked so hard on the account to grow it to, I don't know, 27,000 followers. And then it got hacked and I lost it for three months. And honestly, oh. it was like, like my arm had been cut off or something. And yeah. I was so depressed because, yeah, you spend so much time in one place. And um, luckily I got it back. But oh, I would recommend to everyone to do at least two or three different things that you can rely on not just one so like yeah. have your pinterest have your instagram and maybe i don't know one more <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you can cope with <laughs> but yeah putting all your eggs in one basket is not the way to do it because you never know what what can happen yeah oh it's so awful i i feel like that's always the cautionary tale isn't it that we say it's like what what might happen if if you know your yeah. instagram got hacked and i'm really sorry that that happened to you <laughs> that is such a nightmare i know it was terrible and it was really unexpected and you know one of those things that you think is never going to happen to you yeah. and it did and it took me to go to an event in facebook offices and met someone there that helped me but no one was you know helping me on on Instagram so um I was lucky but yeah I feel like it happens to quite a few people and yeah you know when platforms are going to change so yeah totally Pinterest is really good for creative businesses and thank you so much for all your tips it's all amazing I feel like I've relearned Pinterest again (laughs) oh yay I'm so pleased thank you for having me Oh, that's great. So where can people find you and connect with you? And I know you have a a course or a program for people to to learn as well a bit more. I do. Yeah. So I am, I'm Rachel Emma Waring, basically everywhere. Waring is spelled 
w-a-r-i-n-g um so yeah you can find me there on pinterest on instagram on tiktok uh also linkedin i just i feel like linkedin for me was the thing yeah i set it up like two weeks ago so that's why i'm like well done me um linkedin for me was the thing on my to-do list like pinterest is on lots of people's to-do list and they never get around to it but yeah that is so funny because because i've been trying to work on my linkedin as well (laughs) oh it's i'm enjoying it actually yeah it's really good i'm really enjoying I think, it i think it has um, changed and it's much better now easier yeah. and more people in there and you can post more articles i guess and yeah, yeah definitely something to work on yeah yeah it seems more creative now but yeah that's where you can find me i do uh, yeah i do have a course like you said i've actually just finished the most recent round but it will be coming back in autumn hopefully um so that's my like group training but I do also have a couple of beginner workshops as well I've got a, a beginner I've got like a free guide um which will be somewhere on my website okay. <laughs> and I also have um a beginner it's called beginner pinners so I've got a workshop that's like ready to download if you want to get all the first steps in place but yeah oh that's amazing okay this would be really useful for my followers and listeners so that's really good to know amazing Um, thank you so much for coming and telling us so much and so many tips it's been great oh thank you it's been so lovely chatting thanks so much thank you bye so that's all for today i hope you really enjoyed the show and you can connect with me on Instagram at doodle underscore moo. My website is doodlemoo.com. And I also have a new website called studio-doodlemoo.com where I do my mentoring and my courses. So I love to know what you think about the show. And if you have any suggestions of who I can invite, I'll be happy to, to chat. Thank you. Bye.